What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Foodsec Politics with you, as always, your host, the beautiful, the brilliant, the badass Nicole Rodriguez. And backing her up, as always, it's me, it's me, it's the DAVE, your six foot two glass of cold brew, your food porn unicorn, your board lord, back with another episode. Nicole, it's getting too goddamn busy. We might have to do these twice a week. Dave, hold up a second. Hold on. Because something very special happened between this podcast and the last one. I keep... I think you're right. I think you're I, right. I keep waiting for you to hit 40. It hasn't quite happened. <laughs> but you had probably the second most important birthday of your life, especially with the world turning into a big dumpster fire. You might not make 40 because there just might not be anything. I'm cashing out the chips now. This is it. <laughs> Hey, that's you know what what a time to be alive what a maybe a better time to just be dead so um happy happy birthday to you and with that in mind i thought you know what dave you brought me i mean you brought me ice cream by the pint over the summer for my birthday you for your birthday that's right you do he can he can say whatever he wants in that accent and I'm fine with it. <laughs> Jesus take <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel, caramel, Jimmy's, whatever. Um, but this evening thought it's been a long time since we have had a fellow nutrition professional on with us. So this evening, I'm so excited to invite our mutual friend Amber Trejo from New York City to celebrate with us this evening and to go to a very um, specially themed wheel this evening. Amber, thank you so much for coming onto the pod. We want to know a little bit about you and your business. And Dave's got a couple of questions for you. This is like my dream dream threesome, by the way. So let's go. See, see what I do for you. I mean, you, you do good for my birthday. You do good. You, you're you're like you're like the Marlboro parent that brings it on my birthday. <laughs> I saved I saved up those stubs all year. <laughs> the duffel bag's coming. Amber, how are you tonight? Hi, I'm doing good. I I'm happy that I'm I'm Dave's birthday gift. Amazing. <laughs> Doesn't get better. Doesn't get better. Not as happy as me. <laughs> i'm i'm so happy to be on here thank you guys for having me we're so that you came on thank you for coming uh a little bit about me uh as nicole said i am from new york city i'm located up in washington heights and i am a fitness and nutrition coach i work with people who they are tired of constantly following the diet trends. I help them lose body fat sustainably, get strong as fuck and be healthy. Um, health is always first in my book. And, um, I teach boxing. I teach weightlifting. I love lifting, lifting heavy shit. And that's, that's about it. I love it. Now, Amber, you said nutrition coach, but more specifically, I understand that you just finished up your dietetic internship. So how was that? And I don't know, like Dave, do you know the difference between all these different descriptions of nutrition professionals? 
No. So really, what is the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? Because are, are they interchangeable or no? Uh, they are not interchangeable. And I need, I need to get used to introducing myself as a soon-to-be registered dietitian. I always forget. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's been seven years in the making. Um, the amount of schooling that goes into becoming a registered dietitian is it should be illegal. Um, <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> it should. I, I student loan debt. The government thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they love it. You know, it, all these institutions getting all like my prerequisites. It's like jumping through hoops. Like I just paying colleges out the ass for classes. Um, a registered dietitian versus a nutritionist. They are not interchangeable. Every dietitian is a nutritionist, but not every nutritionist is a dietitian. Um, and you need to have a bachelor's and now as of 2024, you have to have a master's, um, for which one, for which one, for, to be a registered dietitian along Uh, with, why couldn't snuck in with just the bachelor's? What to be a registered dietitian? No, you got to do twelve hundred hours of supervised practice. Oh god, damn it! Never mind. Oh, now. and that's that you that you pay that you pay <laughs> that, for. By the way, yeah, that you pay for, and the I think the match rate is like fifty six percent. That's so I think it, that's on that's on a good year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's very it's. I, I don't understand why it's so hard to get in to a dietetic internship, but they make it so competitive and it's so expensive. It's at least like $10,000 or more per program that you pay out of pocket. And, and Amber, like what's an example of, um, you know, I know there's a lot of different kinds of coaches out there, but how can you become a nutritionist? Like what's the, what's the simplest way? I, you know, I feel like the term nutritionist is just so loosely thrown around. Like everyone's a fucking nutritionist now. And to me, if you're going to call yourself a nutritionist, you need to have a bachelor's or you need to have a master's or you need to have a PhD. But 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 are there actually actually like industry standards, like, um, to be able to call yourself a nutritionist or literally can I take like an online class? You could probably take an online class and depends by state. Yeah, you know, you, you definitely, you definitely can. When I was, you know, kicking around like, oh, am I really going to do this? And I was like, oh, what's a nutritionist? What's a dietitian? My mom found something online and it was a picture of a dog with a certificate in front of it that it had become a nutritionist. Just like (laughs) demonstrating the point that someone like, yeah, someone like put their dog's name in and um, completed an (laughs) online course. The dog probably could have like done it himself, actually. Um, and there was that certificate of completion. So, you know, Amber's just been through <laughs> years and years of schooling and supervised practice and will now sit for an exam. And then every five years have to maintain 75 continuing ed credits. So there's... What's the exam like? Is, is it like a whole day? Is it 100 multiple choice? What are we talking? It's fucking it's, horrible. It's a, it's, it's a, what is it, an hour and a half or two hours, Amber? It's two hours. Um, it's about 145 questions. Right. And if you, do, if you do good, it stops at 125. <clears throat> so if the test goes past 125, just shut the screen off. You failed. <laughs> and whoa, is, that a, is that a new thing? I don't remember hearing that. 
I think so. Um, a lot of people that I know that that took it and passed, they're like, my computer just like the screen just shut off and I was done. She's like, but then that lets you know that you pass. But if it goes above 125 or like 130, it's the test trying to give you more questions. So you could pass. But once you get to 145, if you're still answering those questions, it shuts off. Yeah, it shuts off and you you fail. Um, So give me a case. Does it give you just like a picture of a donut versus an apple and you have to answer which (laughs) one's better? I fucking wish. I wish. Well, it is criminal that it is not set up that way. No, like the question is like, what would you do if you're baking a muffin and your top muffin is like hard and like the inside is like crumbly and dry? What did you do wrong or what could you do differently? That's a dietitian question. That's one of them. You baked your own muffins. That's where you fucked up. (laughs) Dave should be be baking those. I love a muffin top question though. I do. Yeah, it's a, a muffin top question. And then it's like, what's the main energy source, you know, for exercise? And then like, what would you do if someone's on a TPN feeding, like calculate this formula, then they ask you about management theories. Um, and there's just so many, there, there's so much that goes into being a dietitian because we're in so many different fields. You've got people that are in food service, people that are in clinical, people that are working, you know, as uh, like chefs, um, private practice. Like we're in so many fields that you just need to know everything because you don't know where you're going to end up in the, in the future. Um, but I just, it's just astronomical with like how. When do you, when do you actually take the test? I'm trying to aim for the end of October. Um, I won't know until I get my verification statement and be able to access the site to book the test. This is a process. Oh, Dave, you have no idea. This is a thing. My God. Steve, Dave, well, you never, Amber's right. You never know where you're going to end up in dietetics. And tonight, Amber, you have landed with us on the wheel. And I just, I can't wait to, for everyone to hear what's in store. Normally we try to weave in the different topics uh, of which our title is comprised food, sex, and politics, but, um, clever tonight. It's really all sex guys. So, um, I'm ready to take a spin. Are you, you know what this is, Nicole, this, this is like preliminaries. This is helping Amber get ready for the test. We're helping exactly. Her this That's is really, <laughs> this is so much better than Jean Inman, okay, who must be, she must be, I don't know where she lives, Hollywood Hills, like, she definitely is being fed grapes by a naked, jacked man right now, like, multiple, multiple hundred thousand dollar cars, Jean Inman test prep, look it up, that, she must have woman, money. That yeah, woman, she, is, she's got to be disgustingly rich because they... She's like the gold standard for studying. She's rolling in a bed of hundos and and here we are. So doing our part. I have taken, (laughs) I am taking the spin and, um, you know, you really, you have to be careful with appliances. You have to be careful with certain electronics, right? Like, have you ever had a mishap in the kitchen, something burning either one of you guys? 
Not with an electronic, no. Okay. Stove. Not with any stove. equipment, not really, no. Okay, you know, that's that's good. But things can happen. Things can happen in the bedroom, too. And Dave, Dave put me onto this story. This woman is trying to sue the company that made her vibrator because it burnt down <laughs> her apartment. Do I have that right, Dave? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So she bought, I think it was one of those like magic wand things. Uh, anybody who watches porn knows exactly what I'm talking about. And the other ones, you still know what I'm talking about, but you're not going to admit it. But uh, yeah, apparently she had her magic wand plugged in. And there's evidently a problem with these that if you just keep them plugged in, they just keep like surging and they just keep like building up, building up, building up. And eventually they just like catch fire. Oh my God. Now, now isn't so magic wand is like what maybe some women would pretend they're using as like a body massager, but it, right. really they're using as a, do I have that right? But you, that's, you, that's the one. Yeah. But it's, so are you saying like plugged in and turned on or plugged in and not even turned on? No, I it think, just keeps powering up. Yeah, you just keep it plugged in. Thank God she didn't use it. It probably would have turned into like a fucking jackhammer, right? Like, you just went, like <laughs> she <laughs> might be having a, she might be, um, she'd be dead having a different lawsuit there, you know, she might have like a <laughs> mutilation thing happening there. Oh, or the best orgasm of her life. One or the other, <laughs> that, that might've ruined her. <laughs> or I was going to say, or the last one of her life <laughs> burned, burned through me. Wow. So do you think she stands a chance? I think so. Right. I mean, if you can get a fucking lawsuit for hot coffee at McDonald's or I look, there's directions on shampoo bottles. People are fucking dumb. If it didn't say explicitly to take this thing off the charger or to unplug it after X amount of times, absolutely. She's going to win. Wow. Well, that could really set the course for a lot of people, right? There could be recalls. But what, if there's a, what if there's a recall? Oh God. Can you imagine that? Like all the people are going to like send in their, <laughs> their fucking magic wands. Is it going to be like, like the gun buybacks where like you just show up with your vibrator? And you just, there's, like, there's like, yeah, like a table at the community center where they would, <laughs> or where they would take leftover prescription drugs. Right. <laughs> right. Amber, have you seen, have you seen, cause Amber's in Manhattan proper. Have you seen any of these gun buyback sites pop up mm. anywhere near you? Have you experienced? No. No, whenever they talk about it, I'm like, fuck you talking about it. I never see this shit. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's not really happening where they need it to happen. Yeah. It's just, they <laughs> just talk happening. about it. Yeah, it really needs it in Manhattan. Yeah, Bill, Bill de Blasio is just probably talking about all of that. None of it's really happening. Now, the magic wand thing, maybe we're going to see um, a strong turnout for that. I think that's amazing. Dave, thank you we're so really, much. We're really going to have to keep an eye on this one. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Fine. Oh, um, so Dave, obviously I brought Amber on this evening. There's another woman who was very near and dear to your heart for probably like the first couple of years of us of them recording FSP. Um, and that's, and that's AOC, right? Um, okay. And if you could kind of paint the picture a little bit of the rise and fall of your love for her for Amber. So we have a little background here before we get to the wheel topic at hand. So AOC really came in hot with like Bernie's first run, right? Like she kind mm-hmm. of Bernie, she was all in with like all the socialist talk, like 
made my heart fucking flutter. Like she was talking the talk and she beats out this corporate Democrat to get elected. It, it was a beautiful thing. Like I expected big things, but of course, you know, she first makes it in Trump's in office. It's mainly Republican controlled, but you just, you just had that hope. And now, now it's, it's gone. Like the, she's, she's all talk. Like I hate admitting it. Like I hate saying it. Like I still want to love her. Like even, even every little thing that comes out on the news, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Don't fuck this up for me. And she does. Pretty, it seems pretty much every time now, Amber, you probably know the past couple of days we're seeing all of the photos coming out from the Met Gala, which Can is, I ask a dumb question? What yes. Is okay. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm really, really glad that you asked because the Met Gala is a big event at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It's usually held in May and I think the... Uh, the director or the host of it, or at least co-host of it every year is Anna Wintour from Vogue. So it's a big, big fashion event, big celebrity event. And getting back to, we'll get to AOC in a minute. And the purpose of the event and the $30,000 tickets that they sell to the event is to benefit a specific part of the museum. And I believe it's the Costume Institute of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. So I'm sure like Amber has probably seen even more of, you know, the media stuff surrounding it because it's, it's in our backyard. Right. But it's a really big deal, usually held in May, pushed back to, to December, uh, sorry, September this year because of COVID. So AOC goes and she's wearing a dress that kind of looks like a Chick-fil-A bag, but it says tax the rich. Great, by the way. Yes, the memes have all been amazing. So, you know, I'll share my take in a second, but I would love to hear what both of you have to say about, you know, her being there and her outfit choice and kind of the optics of that appearance of AOC at the Met Gala. I don't know why she was there, but then also at the same time, she's around a shitload of rich people with that dress I was just like what are you doing <laughs> but I mean I I don't know I I still think she thought Dave it, it, it's just such a shame it's such a shame that the Democrats aren't in power it's such a shame that the Democrats aren't in control of the house or the senate or the presidency because then she could really make a difference with a statement like that. Oh, oh, fuck me. No, they are in power. She's just not doing anything. She's just wearing a fucking dress. While there's protesters outside who are getting arrested, she goes into a $30,000 a fucking plate, whatever, wearing a dress. It, it's, it's, it's fucking patronizing is all it is. Um, yeah, she's, she's still kind of hot. But aside from that, it's just fucking patronizing this is what i mean it absolutely pisses me off because they actually have power to get shit done they have power to do shit they have power to legislate and they refuse to dave i yeah. have a question for you yeah. do you like do you think ta like do you, do you think taxing the rich is the answer the only answer no a big part of the answer yes Got it. I, you're not, 
I, I agree with that. I, I feel like that's like a part of the solution, but it's not the main solution. There's so many other things oh, that could I be think done. it is the main solution. I mean, right now they don't pay anything in fucking taxes. It's so oh, easy yeah, to true. give out. It, it's so easy for them to have, uh, at the end of the day, a net zero income after they right. donate to charities and after, you know, write-offs and XYZ. It's so easy for them to get into a lower bracket where all they're paying are capital gains at 15%. So if they're even paying that after they get done deducting everything else. So the fact that they're only paying 15% on top of, you know, whatever negligible amount it is, it's bullshit. I think, you know, just to play devil's advocate on the dress and the appearance, I, I, I get that. I get that she could potentially be influential in those circles. And I'm not saying like, she doesn't deserve the right to be here, but I think, the appearance and the dress, I think it's more lip service and not action. And that's why I looked to see what does the Met actually benefit? Like, okay, maybe she didn't really pay her ticket. Maybe someone else paid it, whatever. I think something more powerful would have been for her to come out and say, oh, $30,000 in the middle of a pandemic, please, I'm not going to go to this. Someone please take that $30,000 and, um, you know, buy some meals for some families in my district. You know, like she's in, she's in a district that's probably hurting pretty bad right now. And I think she could have done something bigger than said like, oh, text the rich on a dress. Like who gives, you know, you're not doing anything right now. So what does, the, what does this mean? That it you're was doing this performance art is all it was. You're hundred yeah. percent right. There's a million different ways that could have gone. And plus like not, not to talk down on people, but art is mainly like a rich person game, right? I mean, yeah, everybody can appreciate art. Everybody can great, fine. But most people are buying their art at like, you know, where fucking Lowe's home Depot, you know, is out of some $20 bin target. You're, right. And, right. And you're exactly and, right. Like, and even all that, it is. Even all that being said, Dave, and, and even if you do want to take the art angle, and I'm not saying, I think arts in the schools are important, and there's a lot of data to back that up, no. the importance of art. Okay, so how about, hey, you have $30,000, please put that into something for this school district for my kid, you know, for the kids in my district so they can enjoy the arts. Or like, hey, you know what? F you, I want to take such and such kids through the Met. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there were just so many other things I think she could have done for a more powerful statement that like, cause all it is, is a statement. So like make one that matters. That's actually going to impact people who need it to, you know, in some way, shape or form. So I think the bottom line is you're still out of love with AOC. I am. And you know, I saw the dress at first with no context, just the dress. And I was like, Oh, I like this. Like I thought she wore it to like a wedding or God knows. And then I read more and I was like, oh, see, you do this every time. You fuck me every time. <laughs> Poor Dave was just getting, just God getting his damn. chub back. And then, oh, <laughs> oh. never mind. Oh, what a, what a mess. You know, but there's, there's more, there's more happening here tonight. So like we can move past that despair. And um, I, I'm sure we all see online before before we got on the call we were discussing that amber did have covid and has you know still been suffering some of the side effects of covid long term and meanwhile there is so much misinformation uh, about 
the vaccine, there is a lot of anti-vax sentiment. Can we all agree on that? That it's just kind of filtered into our entire lives. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a little it's it's a little rough. And there are a lot there's a lot of chatter about what are the potential side effects of the vaccine on men and virility and so on and so forth. Um, But Dave, you're telling me that some of these anti-vaxxers might have something very valuable in their sex. Is this true? That's right. So, so the big theory going around the anti-vax circles right now, which I, I don't even know how I find this shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know what algorithm, <laughs> whatever. But um, <laughs> so right now, there's a popular thing going around in the anti-vax circles that soon enough, like, so what this what this vaccine is secretly doing? This this is where they get you. This is what they don't tell you. What the vaccines are really doing, see, is they're decreasing the men's sperm and they're making it very bad quality. So this is all part of somebody's master plan to do God knows what, but all of these smart guys that didn't bend the knee and didn't get their uh, vaccination there, they have this super sperm. That's going to be so valuable to all these women that are going to be clamoring for babies that they're just going to go to these anti-vax guys and they're going to be buying sperm from them is, is the theory. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's my question. Here's my question. I don't know if Amber wants to go first or Nicole. How many vials of sperm can I put each of you down for? <laughs> you know, Amber's, Amber, you're our guest. So I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to let you take dibs on quantity and first pass and whatever else now, but this is, this is so interesting that they believe this to the point where they're saying like, Hey guys, freeze your sperm. Right. Right. Clear out your freezers. And Clear these, out your freezers. These yeah. are for people who are unvaccinated. Yes. Yes. They're saying that they're saying that the semen of unvaccinated men is going to be so highly coveted that these gentlemen should stop what they're doing, fill some vials and then put them on ice. Which, you know, they're just jerking off into Ziploc bags, right? Like, you know, they're just doing that and throwing it in the freezer. Oh, this is going to get so messy with the Ziplocs. (laughs) Please buy buy that. This is that's one of those few things. By the store brand. I'm, I'm sorry. By the name brand. Okay. Make sure it's a real Ziploc. Okay. You can't. You don't go great value on that. Oh, yellow and uh, blue makes green. Yellow and blue makes green. <laughs> That's it. But like, who thinks of like, who thought of this? Like, I, it just blows my mind. Like, I, I, I like, yeah, I have no words for that because that's just freaking insane. You're so right. Their creativity is. It's really getting good. <laughs> like that's that's clever. I do, I do think the creativity at this point is impressive. I like because that thought process that like that goes that goes deep. That goes really deep. It is. That's really good. Like, do you think Ben Shapiro's like uh, spearhead? <laughs> who actually is it? Like, is it Tucker Carlson? But doesn't this? But doesn't it really just go back to like? You know, like the classic male white power thing of like, hey, we're we're gonna have that good shit. Come and get it, and we're then oh, we're gonna 100%. then we're gonna dominate society again, like we should. You know, so you know it's not surprising. Thought, you know what I thought, and this is gonna take us back a little bit. I thought this was like an incel thing. So incel guys can't get laid, right? So 
I like thought proud boys, right? Are they like, yeah, like the proud, proud boys? Right. Yeah. So I thought this was like their pitch, like, Haha, we're not going to get vaccinated. Then you're going to have to come fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Which, which wouldn't be like super surprising, right? No, like that, that adds up now that I think about it. Like, it seems like a, it seems kind of like an offshoot of Rogan. Like, it seems like kind of that crowd would be into this. Now, Amber, you you deal with people one on one a lot. You're in Manhattan, like day in and day out. So, like, has some of the? I, mean, I don't think anyone's offering vials of sperm just yet. I, you know, maybe that's what's to anticipate soon. But what's like the sentiment in real life where you are with people who are against the vaccination? And like, have you had any issues there? You know, like I actually have a very close circle of friends who are anti-vax with the COVID vaccine, not, not like other vaccines. Um, but so like, what's the difference? The difference with what? The, uh, the COVID vaccine versus any other like polio vaccine. With the COVID vaccine, you have the mRNA, you know, versus the, like a dead virus. So you know, the people who are like, oh, the COVID vaccine. I was like, if you don't want the mRNA, you got Johnson and Johnson. It's a dead virus. Go get it. You know, like you, you have the options, new technology, old technology. There's, you know, stop shitting all over Pfizer and Moderna. Go take the Johnson and Johnson, you know, like still go be like protected, you know, if you want up to you, but you don't shit on the vaccine all the time. Right. Um, right. You know, like I, I have friends that really believe that this vaccine affects your fertility. And like one friend was like, don't get vaccinated. I was like, you have a husband who had a heart attack. I was like, and then tell me not to get vaccinated. I'm like, I'm going to get the jab. I was like, and I'll see what happens. She's like, you won't have kids. I was like, all right. I'm like, let's let's play a game. All right. (laughs) Like, Let's see. You know, but then I have like a lot of other friends who are vaccinated and are pregnant right now. So, yeah, and I'm like, (laughs) you know, so they're like, don't do that. I was like, all right, so you're telling me I'm going to be infertile, but can you please explain why Sally, Jenny and, you know, April are pregnant right now and they got vaccinated three months ago? Well, not only that, but when the kid's born, the kid's unvaxxed, right? The kid would still need to get a vaccination. Like, the kid's not born with that. Well, I think the kid is born, uh, from what the studies are showing, is that if you get vaccinated, um, the antibodies transfer to the fetus, and they're born with antibodies. See, so I they read, have some protection. I don't know. I read the opposite. I, I don't know which is right there. I think. With everything that's out there, there's a lot of mixed information out there that it's very hard for people to decipher. But either way, the point is, it's it's not going to affect anything. Right. I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I have seven friends that are pregnant right now, and they're all vaccinated. I'm like, I, I think fertility's fine. Unless, you know, unless well, they went and got that. Go for the, uh, the sperm freezer guys. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, we all, we're all going to have our, um, we're all going to have our own options. Um, I'm curious. Do you, do you guys drink wine? I love wine. Once in a while. Okay. So, um, like if, if you're choosing wine or any other spirit, like what, if, if you don't know, 
if you're just going into the liquor store, what influences your decision when choosing a bottle of wine or a bottle of anything else? Got to go with the label, right? I mean, look, so, so every year around Lisa's birthday, right, we would go to um, the Philly Wine and Spirits Festival. And I know nothing about wine. Like, I, I know names, but you blindfold me. I probably can't tell you one from the other. But if there's Same. one with a cool label, I am at that table. It, wor- it, it works. Obviously, all of that marketing is there I for a reason. Horror, a whore for advertising. Yeah. Now you have interactive labels, right, with... Um, and I don't want to say QRS code, but actually I think it is. There are some that like change photos. If you scan your phone over them and tell you a story, there's all this, all this crazy stuff. Um, I, Dave, I guess I want to know, are, do you ever take a bottle of wine, like right to the face? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So uh, are, are you man enough to take a bottle of penis shaped wine to your face? Cause this is the new thing now. A, pe- a penis shaped bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, okay. I would totally buy that. <laughs> okay. So apparently there is this company out in Napa. So it's a nice California wine. And it is called Just the Tipsy, which <laughs> is just perfect. I'd see what they yeah, you see what they you see what they did there. So how, I think how anatomically correct would you say this bottle is? I, the I'm name is great. At, I'm looking at it now. I'm, like, like here, here's my question: Do you think we could market this bottle to the people whose dodos are catching on fire? I mean, is this the workaround. Okay. Once again, I don't know why we're not rolling in beds of money like Gene Inman because every episode. You come up with another million. I mean, I've come up with a couple, but really, you come Absolutely. up with another million-dollar idea. So, a couple of uh, a, a couple of things here. I'm looking at sfgate.com. It's a, a little press release of sorts. Um, some information about this this brand with the just the tipsy in their <laughs> penis-shaped bottles. They sell for thirty-seven dollars. So, I, I want to point out. I, I want to point out three things. One. They're saying that it's marketed towards women at bachelorette parties. They're showing like these three supermodel type women. You know that that's not who's going to be drinking it. I just, if it's just a certain type and it's probably not going to be these women, right? Because who's really going balls to the wall, pardon my pun there, with all of the penis themed stuff? You know, it's going to be the same girls that go to like the bachelorette parties in like um, Nashville. Right. Thank you very much. So, I mean, I, I get the marketing. They want it to be fun and sexy. Two, this kind of, so like the top of it looks like a penis and then the bottom kind of looks more like a slender woman's ass. So <laughs> I, I think that, I, I think that it's like, everyone. yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't know that they like really nailed the balls properly i don't think they really you think they were trying to be subtle or what do you think i guess like who wants to i don't know does anyone like really want to drink out of something that looks like like a big like drooping nutsack maybe that's like i would think there like a gag gift like i could see me like giving this to like 10 of my buddies like i have to great idea i have to say like like, someone to like eat a dick like you you know you find yes 
I think oh, I like might like that more. <laughs> that would be great to send to like a boss you don't like. Oh, that's yes. like, like yes. I would totally send that to my old boss. Right. I they think should, that's perfect. Like an anonymous way to send these to people. I, I think that's the, I think that's the idea. I think that's, I think that's a little bit more appropriate, but Dave, maybe, maybe you have the right idea. I think there's a lot of ways you can go with this. I, I don't even think they scratch the surface. Wait, you think, think they need to call you? I think they need to call you. They definitely need to call me. So I don't know if they still, uh, I don't know if this is one of those companies that was like, Hey, you have to be vaccinated to work for us, but I think you should be looking for job openings in their marketing I'm department. Expecting, yeah. I'm really expecting a flight out to Napa within the next week oh, now. Yes. So uh, just the tipsy Dave is waiting for your call or maybe your email. Slide in them DMS. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I think also, wouldn't it be smart? Cause they're saying like, Oh, this is for girls night and so on and so forth for safety. Maybe this needs to be in a really durable plastic instead of glass. Mm. So I, what about you? Are you guys customers? What do you think? I would totally, I mean, is it, is it appealing, Nicole? Like, does it look visually appealing or it looks like a saggy nut sack? It's, no, it's, it's a very, it's, <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice looking. So I think if I were having an event, like if I, if I were hosting someone's bridal shower where I knew there were going to be old ladies and stuff, I would definitely get bottles and bottles of this. Um, <laughs> you know, just like see everyone's face, like, you know, someone's grandpa, like, Oh dear. Oh God, there's a penis on the table. I'm going to take a sample. Oh dear. Taking that home. She's yeah, and you know, she's taking it home. So, so yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely into the idea. I don't know. Like, does it taste good? I don't usually really like that rosé action. And I don't really drink a lot. So is that what it is? Is it only rosé? I think rose it's like a, I think I think so. I think that's, you know, cuz that's what they think women are or maybe that is what women are drinking a lot. So I think um it's celebratory. I would totally order it but keep it on my desk as like a fixture. I'm not a bit <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big drinker, but like I would love a giant dick in the background. <laughs> uh, like imagine on imagine on your zoom calls yeah like i think it's a conversation piece it is it it adds character to the room like it some people some people have plants and you know there are some nutrition influencers and dietitians they might have some things in the background during a zoom where it's like oh obviously that company sent them this or that of like hey i have my big glass stick in the background how about that <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it's like everybody's got like their soft brag thing that they like casually exactly. to have in the background. Exactly, exactly. Large, like, big magnum bottle stick <laughs> in the fucking picture. <laughs> exactly. That's 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 the energy I'm bringing. Thank you very that's much. Way that we need. <laughs> yes. Well, Dave and Amber, before we go, I just want to reiterate that this was Dave's birthday week, and it's a big one. So I want to know how is celebrating at this age versus say when you were just old enough to legally be consuming some wine coming out of a dick shaped bottle or whatever you celebrated with. How did you, yes. 
how was your birthday? If, if everyone listening were going to celebrate you, what would they be toasting or what would they be eating in your honor? So the way that I did celebrate, you know, it, it was nothing but strippers and Coke and booze. And it was, no, I'm kidding. So I went to work and uh, the boys wanted Chick-fil-A for dinner. So I guess that was in honor of AOC. So that's what we did for my birthday. Got the boys uh, some, some Chick-fil-A. I, I love that. What, what is your Chick-fil-A? So, so I can eat Chick-fil-A in honor of you. And it doesn't say anything about my political leanings. I'm just like, hey, this is celebrating Dave. No, that's it. That's it. The boys, love, the it. boys love Chick-fil-A. I, I don't know why. Like, I, I, I think you can get just as good a chicken sandwich anywhere, but whatever. Um, boys love it. So I wasn't going to put up a fight. I was trying to steer them towards like hoagies or ordering somewhere, but Chick-fil-A won out. Uh, Amber, have you had Chick-fil-A? No, I have celiac, so I can't partake in American goodies like that. Oh, yeah, that's a tough menu. That's a tough menu to navigate. What can you and can't you have? I can't have anything with wheat, barley, or rye. So I think most of their chicken is pretty much, I think it's it's breaded and fried. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's breaded and fried. Um, Like, But if I had to choose something to get sick over to try, it would probably be Krispy Kreme, not Chick-fil-A. There you go. Uh, I would, I would agree. I would agree there, but I want to know, Dave, what is your Chick-fil-A order? So I get a Coke Zero (laughs) because I'm that fat guy that orders like the five Big Macs and a Diet Coke. Um, It's for the it's for the taste. I do the same thing. It is it is for it's not because I'm avoiding calories or sugar. It's because I prefer the taste of a Diet Coke. But anyway, so you have your Coke. I'm with you. I'm with you. You have your you have your Coke Zero. And what else is going in that bag? And I do the spicy chicken, you get the fries, and I get the hottest sauce they offer, and then I still take it home and add my own hot sauce to it. So <laughs> that's where I go. People wonder why I love you so much. How could they? Um, that's really it right there. What I take the hottest. What's your order? I, then? I take the hottest sauce, and then I take it home, and I add more. Well, you know, so, so here's the key to all of you. So for all our, uh, for all our <laughs> friends out there that are about to have kids, here, here's what you do. You order hot shit because then the kids are going to want it, but you can't give it to them. You don't want to give your kids spicy food. So it's all yours. That way you don't share shit. I 100% support that. No, I, it doesn't, my, it doesn't work with mine because she, she puts oh, hot sauce on it. Yeah. She puts hot sauce on like everything. She's like, can I put some hot sauce on this? I'm like, oh, no, um, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Out of, out of I'm keeping control. the boys on catch up as long as possible. Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's fucked up. Diabolical. And that, that, those poor poor kids they're gonna be those white people that think mayonnaise is spicy i was gonna say what are you trying to do what are you trying to do to them (laughs) oh it's so hot it's spicy it's ketchup (laughs) oh my god that's where it's going with the shiratsky kids there it is is. so a a little different than the uh the dick bottle wine 
you know, but just like that fine dick bottle wine, you only get better with age. But, Dave, but you know what I'm planning. You know what I'm planning next weekend for my actual kind of. Oh, oh hold on. on. Party oh, is okay. uh, I'm, I'm hosting a little gin jamboree with uh, a bunch of my friends that like gin like I do. Like gin's so great. Like gin's an awesome summer drink. It's still summer. So we're going to drink gin drinks and we're going to try a bunch of different gins. Uh, Elin, who you know, uh, she sent me a bottle of gin from the UK that we can't get over here. It's called Unicorn Tears, and I can't wait to fucking try it. I've heard of that. Amazing. Okay, yeah, so it's like, it's, it's like a gin with like little sparklies in it. Oh, okay. So you'll get messed up next weekend. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this isn't, I, I don't know if even I should say this because it might be some old wives tale, but when I was a bartender, I always told people that gin stays in your system twice as long as other spirits. Have you heard that? Has anyone no, else heard that? No. That sounds like some dietitian knowledge being dropped. Amber, remember it's, that? From the <laughs> <It sounds> like- <laughs> imagine if they had that on the test. Right, right. True or false. <laughs> Can you imagine? And it's an, um, it's like I'm showing up on your shoulder, tapping it like a fairy godmother with a wand. <laughs> that, I'm like, like you got this, Amber. <laughs> it's the gin. <laughs> but gin's like one of those drinks, like you either love it or hate it. Like there's no in between with gin. Gin's like a tequila. Gin is huge. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge drinker, so I. I don't think I've ever had gin. Oh, you need to come down. Are we getting lit? <laughs> Very. <laughs> <laughs> On fire. And and it looks like that actually might be a lie. I'm not seeing anything about it. But I, at least I, I used to tell people that it might have deterred them. But Dave, that sounds fantastic. popular gin drinks that you used to make back in the bartending days. Um, you know, people don't get too crazy with gin in my experience. I think the, I, I think the craziest thing, and it's not crazy, would be to do a red snapper, Ooh, um, which is, I think that's just a Bloody Mary made with gin instead of vodka. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's and I, <laughs> and I feel like that's, no, I feel like it's actually right up your alley. Cause think of all of those botanicals, right? It's true. And how they would go with, right, tomato juice? No, I feel like it works. I, I just feel like a red snapper, like it's it's like a sexy name. Like, I feel like it should be better than a gin Bloody Mary. Like, that should have its own name. Well, there is also a Crown Royal red snapper, you know, made with some amaretto and cranberry. But I think the real one is the Bloody Mary made with gin. So you should do that. I think, you know, cucumber always pairs really well with gin. There's a lot of drinks that combine, right? Right. Combine those two really well. So. And I, I I think the only way to make a martini is with gin. And there, and there you go too. What kind of olive are you doing in there? Blue cheese. Oh, wow. Yes. I know. I know that's your jam. And that would go very well with what are you eating with that? If you're going to have a meal. So I may or may not be conned into making a charcuterie board for my own birthday. So oh, it's- Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Ah, and they on got that me. note. They got me. 
What can you say? Amber, I want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight. Amber, Amber best of luck with the test. Everybody send some well wishes to Amber. Make sure she gets that passing grade. And thank yes, you. Amber, drop your Instagram handle, please, where people can send you those well wishes. Yes, you can find me at underscore naked wellness underscore. Amazing. Dave, happiest, happiest of birthdays. May you continue your celebration. Guys, if you enjoyed what you heard this evening, won't you go ahead and drop us a rating? Maybe share this episode with some friends. Can't wait to see you on the wheel next time. <laughs>